Well, there's a big event coming up, and it is not the Super Bowl. No, it is the Minnesota AIDS Walk. Uh, and we're talking to our friend Doug Melro on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom, and that is Bradley Trainer. And this is our friend Doug. Hi, Hi Doug. Doug. Hi, kids. Thanks we, for having we me. We love it when you come in. I love being here. It's, it's, it's a real treat for us, um, not only because we love you, but because we love getting the word out about uh, the Minnesota AIDS walk. And you've, you are super busy right now, um, clearly. And you were saying in the break that like everybody is so focused on the Super Bowl and you're like, hey, that's awesome. But don't forget, we want to sign up for the AIDS walk because it's going to happen just around the corner. Right. It's the Saturday after the Super Bowl, Saturday, February 10th. It uh, starts at 3.30 with registration. We have lots of activities coming up. Um, we'll be doing quilting. We'll be doing Heart of the Beast puppetry is going to be there. We've got mini golf and volleyball That's and fun. a lot of ways to remember those that we've lost. Um, I've got some great drag queens. Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are going to be there. Awesome. Drum corps, choir, lots of things Holy happening. Holy buckets. I know. Lots it's going to be a ton of fun. And this is now the second year, correct, that you're doing this? Uh, in the month of February versus kind of uh, this is the walk has been around for how many years? 29 years. 29 years. And and many people might think about it happening in warmer months. So this is the second year we're doing it a little different. Right. We're Minnesotans. We can yes, handle a little already, bit of cold, right? Yes. The bold north. Yes. Mm-hmm. Put on your long johns, your grandma panties and mm-hmm. come walk with me. It's only a half mile. I mean, we can all walk a half mile, right? Oh, totally. And it's a beautiful, I mean, it's a beautiful little loop. Yep. And like you said, there's tons to do. Yeah, people might remember it being um, over at Minnehaha, so tell us where it is now. So now it's at Boom Island, um, right in downtown Minneapolis. Like I say, it's only a half mile. Everyone's going to get a little LED candle to walk in the candlelight with. I've got lots of bonfires and hot chocolate and stuff to keep you warm. But it's a beautiful s- setting right down by the river. You can see the um, skyline of Minneapolis, and it's just a really nice, fun event. And I think after the Super Bowl and after all the the hype and the craziness that we've all been through and with the people that out of towners that are going to be <laughs> mm-hmm. here making it a little insane Outsiders. once they go <laughs> once they go away we can have our city back and we can have a nice little event to walk to remember yeah can you tell people a little bit about um if you guys are just joining us we're talking to doug melro and you've probably heard him on this show before i mean we've had you on to talk about god uh, i imagine everything at this point <laughs> uh-huh. some but, stuff we won't talk about anymore oh <laughs> some oh. stuff um <laughs> but you you have been around a long time and and uh i mean that in the best yeah, can, we, can, we, can we hollywood speak that um yeah. and what you're saying Girl. is i'm old yeah. <laughs> but, but but what i mean is that uh specifically with the aids walk you've been there from the beginning and um this I feel like it's so easy to just be like, oh, the AIDS walk, we do this thing with a thing. But it there there are some there is a definite impact on the work that uh, Minnesota AIDS Project is doing and benefits that the walk brings to people in 2018. Um, just as meaningful as, say, 29 years ago. Yes, it's we're still fighting it, and we still have to get the word out there. And unfortunately, because we've made so many great strides and because people aren't dying like they were in the 80s, People think we've cured it and that the fight is over. So um, it's kind of fallen off the radar. HIV has for a lot of people. So really want to try and bring that back because we are getting so close to a cure and to a vaccine. And we have so many tools and ways to stop the spread of HIV that we just need to be doing it. And we just need to talk about it. And people don't talk about it to their kids and people aren't getting tested. And people there's a stigma against people who are HIV positive. And those are all the things that the walk represents as trying to fight that stigma. 
And and then and then also raise money to help the Minnesota AIDS Project. What are some of the things that that the organization then does? We do a lot. <laughs> it's really kind of amazing. Um, every time I go to work, I can't imagine how much that we actually do. Um, we do testing. We do education. Um, if someone doesn't have insurance, we can navigate them through to get insurance, health insurance and benefits. If they um, are not under a doctor's care, we can get them to a doctor. We can get them transportation and a bus ride or a cab fare to get them to their doctor visits. Um uh, Public housing and um, public policy are things that we do. We are fighting at the state capitol for rights for people um, living with HIV. So there's a lot of stuff that MAP does, and I'm very proud to work there. Yeah. And I bet the, 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 the job that you guys have to do changes year by year because you, you, know, you are dealing with uh, a disease that you know, led to very short lifespans initially, but now you've got people, populations living longer and longer. And so that's created a whole different group of needs. And, and like you said, the sort of apathy of the general public towards the issue has probably led to there being an increase here or there in transmission rates. But can you talk a little bit about what it's like for the average person living with HIV in Minnesota, is that possible? Yep. We currently have about 8,500 people living with HIV in Minnesota, and those are the, just the people that we know of and that have been tested and, and are admitting it. Um, some people who are HIV positive don't tell anybody about it, and they kind of live a secret life. They don't want people to see their medication. Um, even for us at the Minnesota AIDS Project, we don't have our logo on our return address label. We don't have our caller ID because people are afraid to see that come up and have somebody see that and let them know that they're HIV positive. Um, it's, it can be very simple if you are um, under doctor's care and taking your medication. You can be undetectable and untransmittable, which means that if your viral load is healthy enough, you can have unprotected sex and not transmit the HIV virus, which is a game changer. Um, but it means getting tested and it means going to a doctor. And those are some things that are barriers for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So we're really trying to make sure that people um, are able to get to get tested. And here's the great thing. There's a way that everybody in our listening audience can support this organization. And it is simply by uh, showing up and being there in support of the Minnesota AIDS Project at the Minnesota AIDS Walk. Yep. You can just show up on the day of the event if you want. If you want to come and just show your support. If you want to register ahead of time, you can go to www.mnaidswalk.org and register there. Get your friends to come with you. Get your friends to support and to donate with you. But um, your donation and your support means a lot to us. And we just need to create a big awareness. Okay, so Absolutely. let's give the stats. Date, time, and uh, and all the fun things that are going on again. Saturday, February 10th, 3.30 to 7. Boom Island, downtown Minneapolis. Um, tons of events from quilting to puppetry to mini golf to volleyball to hot chocolate and food trucks and friends and family. Bring your dogs, bring your kids. Everyone is welcome. Um, after party at Lush and just a ton of fun. Great people. And it's super easy to get to, super convenient to the Twin Cities. There's lots of parking. Yep, so, tons of yeah. parking. We've got free parking um, available and then a shuttle that would um, bring you in case you're a little ways away. But super easy. It's half a mile. And for listeners uh, to know, Bradley, you will be there. Holly, yep. you will be there. Yep. Uh, Dawn from The Morning Show will also be there. Yep. So you can uh, come and say hi to all of your My Talk friends. And Absolutely. the mayor's going to be there, too. Dun, dun, dun. See? Lots of big names. Hey, (laughs) name dropping. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today and for sharing. Do you have any uh, thoughts and feelings on the Oscars? Do you have any, you know, snubs, any shocking? 
Um, uh, picks. No. What was your favorite sound Have editing you seen job? Any of the movies? I'm yet? just kidding. I don't know. Um, so the, the Shape of Water. I was yeah. going to say The Sound of Water. Um, I saw The Shape of Water really good. Um, I'm not surprised Meryl Streep uh, is nominated once again. Not surprised James Franco is not nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's always interesting. It's always fun. And if you love Doug, also, um, we have to you know give some props to uh, your class at the firm. Mm-hmm. Classes. If people want to take their clothes off with you and sweat, where What's do they point? go? <laughs> <laughs> Come visit me at the firm. It's a local Minneapolis health club that I've worked at for just for a little while, 30, um, 31 years. Literally forever. Forever. Again, you don't look like it, but you've been there forever. My and ma- have we not said that Richard Simmons stole your act? Too? Basically, <laughs> sure. We can. Do we also say that you uh, are one of the people in the Crystal Light Challenge video that goes that's around? That's what you had me on before. Yes, about. that's yes. what it was. So, like, yes. whenever you see that video, and I mean that thing it's, is like a zombie. I know it won't die. Like monthly, where you see the people up. doing aerobics, like eighty style, uh-huh. Doug Melro. And someone po- posts that on my wall almost every week, and they go, "Do you know you're in this?" And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, "Yes, I was there. I went twice. <laughs> How many times did I have to?" You lose? got to hear Alan Thick sing live. Oh my gosh, yes. I was this close to him. That's amazing. Oh God, that's awesome. That is amazing. In spandex. <laughs> <laughs> he was in spandex, or you were in? I you was were in spandex. spandex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Doug. Thank you. Uh, and when we come back, you know, I might as well ask you too. How many inches did you get last night? <sighs> well. Usually the same. A <laughs> um, little over 10. A yeah. little over 10. Far yeah. back. Yard. Yeah. In the backyard. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, that's the question we're asking you. 651-641-1071. How many inches did you get last night? It was a crazy night, right? Yeah. We're talking inches when we come back. On my talk 1071. Hey, it's Marley. I'm back already with new episodes of my Bachelor podcast, You Get a Rose. We're talking everything about the return of The Bachelor. Why was Ari chosen to be The Bachelor? And is he, as Reality Steve says, the biggest dog in Bachelor history? Who are the villains and who is going to get the final rose? It's all on You Get a Rose. Find new episodes posted every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, wherever you find your podcasts. The radio home of, can you believe who went home last night? My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. 651-641-1071. We have a very important question to ask you on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom and Bradley Trainer. What is that question we want to to ask people. How many inches did you get last night? Hey, oh, no, that's a legit question because um, we got a lot of inches of snow. It was insane. It was insane, was it not? It took me uh, just under two hours to get home last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, a ride that normally takes me 10 to 12 minutes, depending yeah. on uh, how many lights I catch on my way f- uh, from St. Paul to South Minneapolis. Um it was unreal, and it, it it looks like it was actually the first time since 2011 that we've had this much snow at once. And it's funny because I I, I think this is one thing uh, about Minnesotans and six five one six four one one zero seven one. How many inches did you Who get? Got more inches. Because here's the thing. In Minnesota, when we have a big snowfall like this, we are boastful about how many inches we got because the rest of the country does not believe that it's possible to get that much 
in such a short amount of time and still get to work the next day, still wake up and do whatever you got to do, get your groceries, et cetera, et cetera. I, I will say, though, that I quite enjoyed myself because it was just, you know, you're kind of like I'm protected by this bubble of warmth. Although there were a few points trying to get out of the parking lot here at work and uh, onto a main street where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> Because I do not have four-wheel drive. And then this morning, coming in, uh, my car was wobbling. And I think it's because there's so much... Uh, I've, I've since learned mm-hmm. that... Uh, in your research. That uh, if you have a lot of snow in your wheels, mm. that it can uh, the sensors can be unbalanced and then it wobbles. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's why I'm all wobbly this morning. But it really did just throw everybody, I think, yes. for a big fat loop. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Come on, brag about it. That's why we're yeah. Minnesotans. You got to brag. How many inches oh, did you I get? Don't know, about twelve. <laughs> um, I will also say, Bradley. Uh, I think I have a problem every year. I swear to you, I do not take the brush out of my car. I swear. Why would I do that? Right? Because it's going to snow again. And every year when it snows like this, I go looking for the brush in my car, and it's not in there. And I can't figure out where it went. And I did not come prepared yesterday. I used a folder. Um, I had no gloves. I was horribly underprepared. It was terrible. It was shocking how uh, amateurish I was. Yeah. Yeah. 651-641-1071. Let's go to Brian. Uh, Hi, Brian. How many inches, Brian? How many inches? I only got two. How did you do that? Where are you? I live about an hour west of the metro. So you kind of missed it all. Yeah. It just, yeah, I went. Went about five miles or ten miles south of where I live, and there's about eight to ten inches there. Get out! That's insane. Did, were you feeling inches. lucky or were you jealous? Uh, feeling lucky. I mean, I, isn't that interesting, Brian? Thank you for your call. That was not the kind of bragging I was. Um, I only got two. Yeah, that wasn't the kind of bragging I thought I was going to hear. <laughs> also, while we're taking calls, um, does anybody have shovel recommendations, Colleen? Oh. I broke my shovel last night. Uh, so I didn't have my scraper and then I get home and I had to shovel myself out to get in the garage mm-hmm. because snow emergency and alleys are horrible. Um, but I like went like scrape, scrape, scrape. Hey, it's Mike. And I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy. And with Factor eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And the whole thing. Yeah. 
buy. And so now I got to buy a shovel. Um, I I personally like an ergonomic shovel mm. that has the curve and then the That's two handles. That's what I had, but it oh, broke. Oh, it broke? Yeah. Okay, you just maybe need a better one. Okay. <laughs> 651. Thanks six, for that, four, Chief. Five, 1071. Uh, let's go to Shelly. Shelly's on the line. Uh, oh, she's not on the line any longer, so let's go to she got buried Joe. By all Hi, Joe. Hi. How many inches did you get? We got zero. What? Okay, are you Who calling are from you Miami? People? Where what? are you? No, I'm call. I'm well. I live up in Malacca, which is about an hour north uh, of the city. Yes, and I had to drive down to Brooklyn Center this morning Ugh. at like five a.m. Whoa! And it was like a drastic contrast. Like that is I insane. had a definite line. Where was the line? The line was right around like Anoka. Okay, and then all and, of a sudden it was just like inches everywhere. Yeah. Like, it went from nothing to, like, eight inches wow. in a matter of three or four miles. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Did yeah. you, uh, were you, were you bummed that you didn't get snow? I mean, are you a snow lover? I was super disappointed because I haven't ridden my snowmobile yet in, like, two years. Well, come on <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, bring it down. Because we, <laughs> yes. got, we got snow. Joe, thank you for your call. Thanks, uh, Joe. You're welcome. And again, like, that, that is just not the kind of bragging I was uh, anticipating. Let's go to Shelly. Shelly, how many inches did you get? I'm going to say 13, but it might have drifted a little bit, but my patio door, and yeah, I, it, I, I measured it, and it was over a ruler. That's so. crazy. I'm saying 13. How many uh, times did you have to shovel yesterday? Did you see um, I live in a townhouse, so they have an association oh, that does God. that for me. You did it right, Shelly. But That's... they still haven't done it yet, oh. so it doesn't Excuse count. Excuse me? So. That is not, that's yeah, got to be illegal. No. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we're doing it right now. Right. <laughs> Shelly, thanks for calling. Um, that is insane. I did say to my father-in-law, who's because my kids, I'm going to try to be as oh, calm as go. possible. Okay. I got to sniff the lavender oil while I'm saying this. <laughs> the school system uh, wanted to wait till the 11th hour to decide whether or not to cancel school. I didn't well, care. Learn, yeah. I didn't care either way what they did. I just wanted them to make a ding dang decision because we have to make accommodations, yeah. right? Anyway, thanks to my father in law, he's got my kids today, and I just said to him when I left the house, I said, just make sure you don't lose any of them in the snowbanks because that it's, oh my God, it's the insane. Best thing I don't have children, but I do have a dog, and oh. I will tell you that the best thing in the world is letting your dog run around the backyard in the snow. You would have thought that there were dog treats all over the backyard because all she did was ju- and the snow was over her head yeah so when every time she jumped in you could just see her little head poking out it's either that or when you open up the door and the dog doesn't quite know exactly what to do with all the snow like your dog yeah. loves the snow yeah. other dogs will kind of walk out there and just sort of stand and look like what am I supposed to do with this well well thanks everybody for sharing uh, all of your stories of how many inches you got, got last very many night? Inches, I know. Apparently, Surprise. that one lady did. Uh, but when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrity d bags for you on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. Yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Entertainment. When celebrities behave badly on the Colleen and Bradley show, we like to call them out and we call them D-bags on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. That's Bradley Trainer, And these are your D-bags. 
Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Lord and Lady Douchebag. And today's douchebag is Kim Kardashian. Again, oh, my, it's what? Groundhog Day. I'm not calling her fat. Um, <laughs> Wait, is Groundhog? Is that like... That's a, really mean to Puxatani Phil Bradley. Yeah. Seriously. Groundhogs are fat. That's why they call them hogs. Anyway, <laughs> Kim Kardashian West admits to what we've known for years. Quote, on being self-absorbed, I totally am. I mean, I guess she's self-aware. Is Are it we... me, says someone on Twitter, or is Kim Kardashian so self-absorbed, even when she's saying nothing, LOL? <laughs> <laughs> that was Kevin James for good on Twitter. And he says, and I like the Kardashians. One minute later, one minute after mm-hmm. he tweeted that. Mm-hmm. No, it's not you. I totally am. <laughs> Kim Kardashian responded to Kevin James for good on Twitter by saying, no, in fact, it's not you. I totally am self-absorbed. So she revels in her own self-absorption. You might think to yourself, well, she has a level of uh, awareness that is refreshing. That's kind of what I was thinking. Although if she really had a level of self-awareness that is refreshing, she wouldn't be so self-absorbed. True. That is actually true. Self-awareness, self-absorption. None betwixt the twain shall meet. Or whatever the kids say. Never betwixt the yeah, two you know shall meet. You know hey, what I mean. Um, that Kevin James for real. Yeah. Is that Kevin James, the Kevin Can Wait Kevin James? I don't know what that means. The celebrity? No, it's Kevin James who has no, 151, guy, he has 151 followers. followers. And, and he likes to work on his tweeting fitness. back? Wow. I mean, go you. Oh, and he had an ant in That's his why twisty I'm saying, treat. Excuse me, what? Kevin James had an ant in his twisty treat. <laughs> okay, I don't even know what that like means. Like the insect, not like, a, you know, that, what I'm his saying mom's sister is or Kevin something. James is just an average guy who tweets pictures of insects in his fast food. <laughs> um, he did also go on to say no, uh, no disrespect. And uh, he appreciates her sense of humor. That's capital S for sense. And uh, props to the Kardashian empire. So Kevin James. For real. For real. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to say, like, again, um, think about what it is required to be sitting on Twitter. And within a minute of a rando, and trust me, mm-hmm. I'm including myself and anybody else that within hearing distance of being randos on Twitter. She has a response. I know. It's kind of. So. She is so far up her own Batuski that she's sitting on Twitter waiting for anybody to tweet her. Why then do we not get her attention? I suppose we've never tried. Have you ever tried? Have you ever gotten her attention? Has she ever tweeted you no, or retweeted you? I never wanted to say anything to her. Well, if you had to say something to her, what would you say? Uh, that picture of you in the Calvin Klein ad is not you. Nice try. Really? So did you see there, uh, mm-hmm. there was a picture of her and I was like, that's not your face. Like that is But I so... think it is her face, but it's not her face. You know what I mean? Like she bought that. No, she didn't buy that. Somebody like photoshopped the crap out of it and she looks like a different human being. No, first she bought it. Right. Then, then she, she photoshopped yeah. it. Well, yeah, I'm not saying she's not 
full of things. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that don't look like her. Wait, look, let me see what you're looking at. I'm looking at the one that looks kind of like Farrah Abraham slash a blow-up doll with a closed mouth. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, her th- face is so thinned out. And I'm not saying she's got a fat face, but it's a rounder face usually. And in those photos, she looks super elongated. I'm telling you, she looks like Farrah Abraham. Well, Farrah Abraham would take that as a compliment. I know. And I could and- probably get her to tweet me, so... Maybe I should ask her. Yeah, work on that. Seriously, yeah. that looks like, that is frightening. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um, Kim Kardashian. Woo, woo, woo. I, I'm going to do a little spot the D-bag. Okay. Because I think I like there's this. a lot of D-bags in this eeny, story. Eeny, D-B, de, de, I'm going to yep. stop. Please. Thank you. Um, Bill Cosby <laughs> oh. has gone oh. back to the stage. Bill Cosby performed a live comedy set on Monday evening at the La Rose Jazz Club in Philly. Uh, he did so alongside the Tony Williams Jazz Quartet. Ooh. And uh, he tried out some new material, most of which had to do with his struggle to see. Uh, literally. What? Yes. Apparent, according to TMZ, most of Cosby's material focused on the comedian's struggle with blindness. Um, he did not t- talk at all about his pending trial. He didn't talk anything about the allegations against him for drugging and raping multiple mm. women over the course of many, 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 many years. Um, okay. Can I take inventory of the D-bags? I mean, I was going to say, is, is, this isn't spot the D-bag. This is how many D-bags Can are there? Can you cram in a room? <laughs> yes. I mean, number one D-bag. D-bag car. Yes, it is. It's a D-bag clown car. Cosby is driving it, right? So Bill Cosby, D-bag, that goes without saying. But then the Tony Williams Jazz Quartet, who are like, yeah, yeah, I don't think we've ever co-headlined with a drugging rapist. Sure. Stop. Alleged. Um... So they're like, sure, yeah, bring him in. And then there's the people who paid for those tickets and are taking pictures of Bill Cosby like he's some sort of hero. Yeah, well, there's, you know, I mean, have you seen the people that take pictures with O.J. Simpson when he's around? I mean, I guess. Yeah, you're right. It's, (sighs) yeah. I'd like to bring to your attention Bill Cosby's Twitter account because Elizabeth Reese last night in the Dirt Alert brought it to my attention. Oh, geez. Okay, he has one? And he's active on it. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, and I'm following him. What? Yes, he just tweeted out on January 21st. He's hanging out with his friend, Bill Cosby, sitting on a couch, wearing his Hello Friend t-shirt, and they're talking about old records. Like, nothing has happened at all. Wow. Yeah, that's... Why did she bring it up? Because he was because he had performed. Yeah, because he was <laughs> somebody being responded. your douchebag of the day. He's, yeah, he, he he published out his news release that he's you know performing. Again. <laughs> somebody said, "Great, but my <laughs> wife is not accepting any drinks from you." Yes, thank you. Oh my god, this is wow. Crazy. Yeah, he does have a very active Twitter account. Um, he even sent out a holiday greeting on Christmas Eve. Lovely. What Lovely. Merry Christmas? Does it have a does take it, these pills? Yeah, does it have a drink recipe? Is it the lyrics to "Baby It's Cold Outside"? If only I'm just checking. Wow. Ugh. All right. Well, thank you for helping us unearth that, Holly. I'll be spending the next untold amount of hours digging deep into that. The Bill Cosby Twitter account. You're welcome. Um, yeah. No, seriously, this is going to distract me for the majority of the next 24 hours. Yeah. Why? 
Because I'm going to, because I love to see how people respond. Not oh. because I want to see what he has to say. Okay. I love to see Why what are you giving this man a- the trolls are saying back. Oh, That's oh, the entertainment value. Thank you. All right. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, as you well know, by now, the Oscar nominations were announced this morning. And rather than uh, just, you know, us sitting around batting around uh, as we have been all day, we're going to invite our professional to the table. And it's Paul McGuire Grimes. He is our film critic. He's going to come on, talk to us about those Oscar nominations. He's going to tell us kind of what his reactions are, if he noticed any snubs, and if he's surprised by anything. Like, I don't know, Boss Baby being nominated. Because that happened. I'm serious. That's so weird. Yeah. We'll be back with Paul McGuire Grimes after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Previously on Jason and Alexis. I'm interviewing Kariagos. You are? Yeah, I'm interviewing Matt Zuckery. Oh my gosh. From The Good Wife and Gilmore Girls, Logan, um, about his new show called The Resident. Um, Ask if he has a sweet honey. Oh my well, I'm God. Gonna, well, I'm actually going to ask him if he would like to enter my marriage. Enter my marriage. is so sweet. That's so, so sweet. <laughs> Some brother husbands. Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. The radio home of celebrating celebrity. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Well, we got the Oscar nominations this morning, and we decided on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, Everything Entertainment. Uh, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, we decided to invite our friend Paul McGuire Grimes onto the program to talk with him because he is our movie reviewer and he knows things. He's always got smart opinions about movies. Yes, and uh, we just have our same old dumb ones. So, Paul McGuire Grimes, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Paul. Hello. It's great to be here. Is it kind of like um, unwrapping a present on the morning that they announced the Oscar nominations for you? It is. It's kind of like seeing all the presents under the tree but knowing I don't know... What's in them? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So what are, what were you most looking forward to when the announcements uh, were made, when the nominations were made today? I wanted to see some surprises. Because I think oftentimes with the nomination morning, there are a lot of, you know, givens. Like, I knew that The Shape of Water would lead the nominations, and it did with 13. Will I think it'll sweep the Oscars? I'm not sure about that yet. Now, mm. you said you knew it was going to uh, win a lot of awards or uh, be nominated for a lot of things. How, how do you know that? Like, what told you that? Well, I think it's getting a lot of buzz right now based on, like, the Screen Actors Guild Award, like, all the other award shows leading up to it. Mm. And we've seen a lot of love for Guillermo del Toro, the director. And I think people are really kind of latching on to the, the storyline of this because it is a little different. It's a little bizarre. I think people really like that about it. Now, um, if we can just take one quick step back, just generally speaking, what what were your overall reactions to all of the nominees? Right. It was great to see a lot of diversity present this year, whether it's with women like Greta Gerwig being nominated for Best Director for directing um, Lady Bird. She's the fifth woman to ever be nominated for Best Director. 
it's great to see a movie like Get Out and Jordan Peele be nominated for quite a bit for for that movie, which came out last February. I mean, you know, it's rare to see a movie come out that long ago yeah. than to be remembered come Oscar season. I think it's great to see that. You're seeing a lot of people like Octavia Spencer, Denzel Washington, they're getting nominated again. Both of them were nominated last year, and now they're getting nominations again this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was sort of a running theme. Uh, was it la- two years ago? Um, that that I can't remember now, or was it last year that there was a conversation about the lack of diversity in the... That was, that was two years okay. ago. Okay, yeah. And we saw them kind of rectify it last year with Moonlight winning Best Picture. And I think we're, I think they, I think because the... The Academy is more diverse with its members now. I think we're seeing a big shift in that, especially with Mudbound and Mary J. Blige's nomination. That is a Netflix movie, kind of a first for Netflix. Actually, they've won before, but, you know, to get a a big movie like theirs to be recognized by the Academy, I think is shifting in a new direction to take streaming movies seriously. Mm Mm-hmm. If you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies and all things streaming podcasts. So, b- biggest disappointment? Well, I man, there's a lot of them. I really thought that Wonder Woman would at least get some nominations, and instead it was completely shut out. Yeah, what no you, nominations. What do you chalk that up to? Do you have any uh, theory as to why that might be? I think the, maybe the Academy not taking superhero movies seriously in mm. major categories. But then, and the only, I think, other really strong, you know, nomination for a superhero movie was for Logan, the Wolverine movie for Best, anim- for best Adapted Screenplay. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because it's one of the biggest movies of the year, and you have Gal Gadot in it, just kicking butt, like, to- you know, being a big inspiration. So I'm, I'm surprised that it didn't get some of the technical, if not Best Picture nom- nominee for that. I'm embarrassed to tell you I still have not I seen that either. movie. What? I know. Oh, okay, but these are your, even though it's not nominated, put that on your stomping. You and your daughter can watch it and okay. just kind of kick butt together. Hey, that's what I've I heard. Was also, yeah, I was surprised that The Post, Stevens Spielberg's The Post, only got two nominations, one for Best Picture, one for Best Actors for Meryl Streep, of course. I thought that would do a lot better. Any sense as to because why? I don't know. I, you know, it's timely. Maybe people are kind of like, ah, Spielberg fatigue. Let's give it to new people. Maybe people didn't like the fact that it was too timely. Like, maybe they just didn't want to see anything like that. I don't know. Mm. Now, can, weird like that. can I ask you this? Because uh, one of the other things that... Um that people are like one of the first headlines I saw when when the uh, after the announcements were made and were complete. One of the first headlines I saw was James Franco not nominated yep. for his his role in the Disaster Artist. I was looking for it because that was going to be on everyone's mind, and he was not. And I think it had to do with the deadlines. I think that I think Holly mentioned Holly. What did you say the deadline was for to get ballots? And was it the twelfth? Yeah, around that time. So not that yeah, long. And ago. that was right when the news was coming out shortly after the Golden Globes uh, and the Critics' Choice Awards that about James Franco's allegation. I think that really hurt him this year. Interesting, because he was in the talks to be a front a front runner for a nomination. For him to not even get that, that really surprises me. Mm-hmm. He did sort of like blow up and then blow up, right? So everybody yeah. was like, oh, James Franco. And I will tell you that at the time, I thought, this is really tone deaf. Like, to me, this doesn't make sense because we've just for years thought he's kind of a creeper. And, you know, the <laughs> stories are not necessarily new, but maybe it's the, you know, the time in which we live in the middle of uh, sort of the Me Too movement and Time's Up. That, oh, it- 
that we, um, we remember it's oh completely. I mean, last year the same allegations were against Casey Affleck, and he went on to win Best Actor. Oh, and I'm going to be very curious to see if he's even invited this year to then present to best, the Best Actress this year. Isn't that that is so true? I had forgotten that, and this is why we invite you on, Paul, because you know things that we forget. Um, but you are correct that uh, that he had um, that we had heard those allegations about him, and he did win the award for his role in. Now I can't remember the movie Manchester by, by the, the Sea. sea. By the sea. Yeah, yep. and uh, that is fascinating. And now here we are. I think you're right, Bradley. The climate has changed, and so a reaction perhaps has changed uh, when allegations was, like this come out. It was easier in the past to turn a blind eye to people like him or Robin Polanski or Woody Allen. And now this year, you, there's there's no turning of that eye, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I feel like that's progress. I mean, some people would say, like, because yeah, I'm sure there are critics, but for me, uh, you know... I think it sends the message like just because you do great things doesn't mean you won't be held accountable for your, the things that aren't great. Right. You know, and we're we're going away from the idea of separating a person from their art. I think sometimes in the past you could. Right. I don't think we can do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, Paul, again, uh, Paul McGuire Grimes, he's our movie critic that we invite on every Friday. And I know that this Friday you are going to uh, really do a deep dive into what we need to get done between now and the awards so that we can be in the know. Okay, marching orders forthcoming. Um, So, uh, Paul, I know we've got that coming up on Friday. And uh, but is there is there anything kind of your early favorites, things you're really excited about, you're looking forward to thoughts you have about what direction some of these awards might go in? I think that, I think the acting nominees are pretty set in stone. I think we know who all of the winners are for the actors. I think Francis McDormand, uh, Sam Rockwell, Gary Oldman, and Alison Janney are going to be be the winners. I think Best Picture is still up in the air. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that Coco is going to win Best Animated Feature over The Boss Baby, which I know Colleen is very disappointed about. Can we pause and just (laughs) breathe in the fact that Boss Baby (laughs) was nominated for anything? Were there just not a lot of animated films this year or what? I mean, there weren't. Disney did not have anything in their run this year. But there was a movie, you know, the Lego Batman movie came out a while ago, earlier this year, and was fantastic. It was a big critical, you know, got a lot of critical praise. People loved it. It was very creative. And crickets. Like, apparently people forgot about that movie because it didn't, you know, I was very disappointed that it did not get the nomination. And Boss Baby got a nomination. Right, and I think that's streaming on Netflix, so maybe I have to try to watch that. I mean, I don't know that you... Boss Baby. You know what? If you have nothing else to do, Paul McGuire Grimes... If you have nothing else to do. Yes. If that is your life, then just don't, because I feel like there's better (laughs) use of your time. I would rather have people watch Mudbound, which is also streaming on Netflix, to see that movie. Yeah. Because that's what's very potent right now, and that's what I'll say that about that movie. That's awesome. All right, yeah. so you're so we've got stuff to look forward to. Any other um, sort of uh, loose ends that we need to tie up from the Oscar nominations today, or that we should be I, paying attention to? I think people should not forget about Phantom's Thread, the Daniel Day Lewis movie. Everyone thought that he was going to get nominated, and he did. But I was very happy to see Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actress, Best Score as well. That was a big power player this morning. I think I don't think people quite saw it coming, but it's a Excellent, excellent movie. Phantom Thread. 
Okay, and I also wanted to remind people, uh, and Holly, you probably have this date off the top of your head better than I do, that that, uh, that we will be able to stream on Netflix uh, three billboards. Or no, yeah, right? Three Amazon. Bi- it's on Amazon, thank you. Um, sometime within the next few weeks in February, correct? Yeah, mid-February coming to Amazon. Yeah, so if that's one that you've been kind of, that's one that's gotten a lot of buzz, as you said, Francis McDormand, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yep. And you'll be able to watch it in your living room. Yeah, it's a very divisive movie. So people are hesitant about spending the money. Wait for it to stream. Yeah, there you go. Well, Paul McGuire Grimes, thank you so much for checking in with us today. Thank you. We'll talk to you on Friday. You can check Paul out online at Paul's Trip to the Movies or listen to his podcast, All Things Streaming. He really does know his stuff. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, tell us all about your Snowmageddon adventures. Snowmageddon out of here. Good and bad. We all have stories. Give us a call, 651-641-1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. And by the way, they're real and they're spectacular. Entertainment.